Four scores seven years ago, Apple had a line of Wi-Fi routers they called the Airport. This line included the Airport Express, Extreme, and Time Capsule. Then in 2018, Apple decided it would discontinue its Wi-Fi routers and dissolve its airport division. Since then, Apple's airport routers have started falling behind when compared to the modern competition. Today, I'm sure that many users have a plan to replace them, but could they still be useful? Let's find out and take a brief look at its history. Before looking at the state of airports today, let's first go back to where it all began. As the story always goes, we return to 1997. Steve Jobs has returned to Apple and is trying to turn around the failing company. One of his groundbreaking announcements and what leaped Apple back into the mainstream was the release of the original iMac and Apple's new focus on highlighting the power of the internet. Jobs also introduced a four-box grid with Consumer and Pro on one axis and Desktop and Portable on the other. Altogether, there were a lot of devices of different form factors Apple was trying to take online. It was only fitting that Wi-Fi came along as a convenient way to bring the internet to all of these devices. Then, to help push the technology along, Apple felt the need to enter the Wi-Fi router market themselves. Hence, we had Apple's line of Wi-Fi routers they called the Airport. The Airport launched in 1999 with two products, the Airport Base Station and the Airport Card. The unique dome-shaped base station was Apple's first attempt at making a Wi-Fi router. And after five iterations, the Airport Extreme would replace the base station in 2007. Along with a new name came a slim square design that later transitioned into a tower with a smaller footprint. But since the beginning, the base station and the Extreme were Apple's high-end routers in their lineup, featuring multiple Ethernet ports, better Wi-Fi antennas, and later a USB port that could be used to network in a printer or for airport disk, a feature that allowed you to create a network file server, also known as the NAS, by connecting an external drive. The airport card, on the other hand, was an optional add-on for Macs that gave them Wi-Fi connectivity. You could crack open your compatible Mac, slide the card into the designated slot, and that's how you would get Wi-Fi. This was back in the day when users could open their computers and make modifications when needed. That's not to say it was always an easy process, just that it was possible. The add-on cards, sold separately, would become obsolete in 2009 due to Wi-Fi becoming a standard feature built into Macs. Then along came the Airport Express in 2004, a super slimmed down low-end version of the Airport Extreme that only received two updates after its initial launch, first in 2008 and again in 2012. The first two generations looked like a MacBook power adapter with a single Ethernet port for connecting the adapter to the internet, a USB port to network connect a printer, and an aux port for AirTunes, a precursor of AirPlay. By the second generation, the design of the Express had transitioned into a scaled-down Airport Extreme with all the same ports as the previous Express other than an additional Ethernet port to connect one device. The last router introduced was the Airport Time Capsule. The Time Capsule was an Airport Extreme featuring an internal drive with a capacity of 500 gigs, 1TB, or 2TB depending on the model. 
you can then access that storage from any computer over your local network. Its primary purpose was to serve as a backup drive for your Mac using Time Machine bundled with macOS Leopard. This would have been the perfect backup solution for portable MacBook users who wouldn't have to worry about plugging in external drive anymore. As long as you were home and connected to your Wi-Fi, your Mac would automatically back up. Over the 19 years of the airport line's existence, they got incremental updates until the market matured and Apple decided to call it a day in 2018 after dispersing the airport team in 2016. Ultimately, they knew when it was time to take a step back and focus on other things, so they sold off the last of their inventory and instead started selling routers from Linksys, Netgear, and Eero at Apple stores and online. And that was the last of the airport. So, what was the benefit of going with one of Apple's Wi-Fi routers? It's the same reason you pick up any other Apple accessory. Integration into the Apple ecosystem. Now I can't speak about setting up the original airport devices because I was a bit before my time, but I assume it had a simple setup process. However, when the iPhone came around, the setup process went to next level. When I was setting up my 2012 Airport Express for the first time, it was as simple as powering up the router, opening the Wi-Fi settings on my iPhone, and choosing the airport setup. Then quickly go through the wizard and it's ready to go. After the initial setup, you can do more customizing using the airport app pre-installed on your Mac or downloaded from the iOS app store. Once in the app, all the airports on the network should automatically be discovered and laid out in a comprehensive tree design. Beyond that, the app was widely disliked for being unintuitive and feature lacking. Personally, the latter was why my family switched to a Netgear Nighthawk. Fast forward to today and those original airports are obviously obsolete and the newer ones may have a couple more good years in them, but there are still some features that make an airport useful. For instance, the second generation Airport Express from 2012 gained an update in 2018 that brought AirPlay 2 support and support for the Home app. For those who don't know, AirPlay is a feature that allows you to wirelessly send your media from your iPhone, iPad, Mac, etc. to a compatible speaker like a HomePod or another AirPlay 2 compatible speaker, like a Sonos speaker. You can easily connect to those speakers by going into the Media Controls and Control Center and selecting your speaker from the list. This solution is way simpler than dealing with Bluetooth since you don't have to deal with the mess of pairing devices and such. Thanks to AirPlay built into the Airport Express, you can plug any normal speakers into the headphone jack in the back of the Express, dive into the Airport app, enable the AirPlay feature, give your speakers a name, and optionally add a password. After clicking Save, you're cleared to send your audio to your speakers. But the Airport Express from 2012 isn't the only speaker to get AirPlay 2 support, so get subscribed to learn of all the devices you can AirPlay to and from. More specifically, if you have an Airport Extreme from the 2010s, especially from the last round of updates in 2013, you're probably in pretty good shape. You'll have full gigabit Ethernet ports and a solid Wi-Fi broadcast. Time Capsule users, on the other hand, you may want to start looking for replacement external backup drives for your Mac. That internal drive is not going to last forever. 
and Airport Express users should only be using it for AirPlay due to its super slow networking speeds, both wired and wireless. Nonetheless, other than the Airport Express gaining AirPlay 2 support, the rest of the lineup isn't getting any younger. However, the Wi-Fi versions are backwards and forwards compatible for the most part. So even though your older router may be a bit out of date depending on what you do, you may continue using it without really noticing. If you're looking to upgrade your old router, try checking out a mesh network. I made a video on them a couple weeks ago. They're super simple, upgradable, and expandable. I'll leave a link to that video below. So that was the airport, Apple's dabble in the Wi-Fi market. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed this video, be sure to like and subscribe. And if you have an Apple Airport still powering your home network, let me know in the comments below. Also below, you will find the description where you can learn more about the topics discussed today, along with links to our website, socials, and Patreon, where you can directly support the channel. Once again, thank you so much for watching, and I will catch you in the next one.